0: Two teams, one called the Blondes, one called the Brunettes. They're a group of St. Louis lawyers. They get together at the Grand Avenue Baseball Park, which would later become Sportsman's Park, and they have what's referred to as a kicking game. Can I kick it? Yes, we can. Can I kick it? Yes, we can. can I kick it? Yes, we can. I
1: kick it? So, check it. Major League Soccer is finally here in STL, and people are very excited. People who don't even care about sports are excited. We're just hype to have a cool new and winning thing in town. But did you know there's actually a lot of soccer history in St. Louis? Sam Moore and the folks at the Missouri Historical Society have brought all manner of soccer stuff together and laid it out for people to experience in a new exhibit called Soccer City that opens this Saturday, April 8th. Here to kick it with us and talk about the exhibit's features and STL's claims to first soccer capital fame is Sam Moore, Managing Director of Public History for the Missouri Historical Society. Sam, thanks for being here today. Oh gosh, thanks for
0: having me, and and what an intro there. (laughs) Glad to be kicking it with you this afternoon.
1: So speaking of kicking it, when did you all decide to bring an exhibit devoted to to soccer, to life.
0: Sure. So we've been thinking about soccer in St. Louis just as long as, you know, the local conversation around soccer has been happening for the past couple of years. Um, Made a decision last year that this should be what we are focused on in 2023 because it's what St. Louis is focused on. And um, we're excited to open the show this weekend. Mm
1: -hmm. So the timing for this exhibit's launch, it was tied to the opening of City Park or Were there some other factors involved, especially historical ones, behind opening the spring.
0: Absolutely. It really is kind of the the secret sauce uh, here. It's the perfect moment. We have uh, the MLS team kind of off to the races, a record-breaking season, and we also have 150 years of St. Louis history, St. Louis soccer history to be talking about. Um, uh, so it, it really, there's, there's this very interesting combination in this moment of fascinating stories to tell and an incredible story happening in real time downtown.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, the exhibit states that St. Louis was the, quote, first soccer capital in the US. Now, is that something St. Louis is claiming, based, of course, on historical documentation and such? Um, or does the whole country recognize this too?
0: That's a great question. I think we are, are um, well aware of that fact in St. Louis. The first recorded soccer game in St. Louis is in 1875. Um, and when you look at uh, the progression of soccer, the growth of soccer in the United States, all roads lead back to St. Louis, Missouri. Mm. Um, There are a lot of reasons for that that I'm sure we'll get into. Um, But, you know, from the immigrant community here to the sporting community that we are that comes out and supports major teams when we have them, um, you know, this really truly is America's soccer capital.
1: And are there specific immigrant communities that are associated with soccer becoming what it is here?
0: Absolutely, I think when we when we think about soccer, we don't necessarily think of it as America's sport, right? We think baseball, we think football, American football, um, but the reality is that soccer is the world sport. And we have a collection of really terrific immigrant communities here. Historically, whether you are Bosnian or German or uh, Irish, um, you know, a- Asian American, there is this rich, rich tradition of soccer. Uh, it's a, a sport that is a common thread throughout the world, and it's a it's a thread that ties St. Louis to the rest of the world.
1: Mm-hmm. And to what extent did St. Louis then shape American soccer, which is redundant <laughs> in much of the world? Um, Or uh, the other way around, too, how has soccer shaped St. Louis?
0: Sure. So uh, you will be hard-pressed to find a child in the St. Louis region who hasn't played soccer growing up. I think we take for granted here that that is a normal thing, uh, and it's truly not. With historic leagues like the Cutis League, with the CYC, the Catholic Youth Council Leagues, um, soccer is something you do as a child in Mm -hmm. St. Louis and and isn't necessarily that way in other communities. When we zoom out and look at this Impact that St. Louis has had more broadly on the soccer community. The award that they give out every year for the best player in soccer has its has its roots here in St. Louis, oh. and so um, you know the the we we both as St. Louisans are conditioned to really be ready and all in on soccer, and then we've had an impact on that national conversation as well. So
1: I am a transplant here. Uh, my son was born in St. Louis, and he has played mm-hmm. uh, CYC. I don't know very much about soccer, and one of our producers, who is an STL native, said, "You know, she's lived here all her life and has never heard of St. Louis being the soccer capital." Yeah. She also doesn't sport, so it was it's news <laughs> to her. Were you personally familiar with? this glorious soccer history before you started working on this particular project?
0: That is a very good and fair question. And the answer is no, to be quite honest with you, right? I played soccer growing up. I grew (laughs) up on the Illinois side of the river, but I played in a youth league. Um, And uh, what I didn't have an appreciation for, certainly until we really started to dig into the archives and look at these clippings from the St. Louis Globe Democrat in 1875, outlining the first soccer game that's recorded here in St. Louis. Um, The first, one of the first accounts of women playing soccer is in a newspaper article in 1909 here in St. Louis. Um, Teams like the Spirit and the Ambush, um, the Steamers, right? Incredible ties here. And it's been really fun to get to know that as as we prepare to open this exhibit.
1: Mm -hmm. And this exhibit, uh, you mentioned 1875. That's where Soccer City begins. What was happening at that time in St. Louis? And what did soccer have to do with it?
0: Sure. So 1875 is a big year for St. Louis. Uh, we are growing by leaps and bounds. Um, we are past, you know, the fire and the plague of the 1840s and 50s. We're getting ready for what we would come to know as the great divorce in St. Louis between the city and the county. Um, and in 1875, two teams, one called the Blondes, one called the Brunettes, they're each Saint Lu- a group of St. Louis lawyers. <laughs> they get together at the Grand Avenue Baseball Park, which would later become Sportsman's Park. Mm-hmm. And they have what's referred to as a kicking game. Uh, and, and we would consider that to be kind of the first iteration of soccer here locally. Um, that then, from that point on, we see continuous references to soccer in St. Louis. Uh, we see it in immigrant communities, again, Irish and German communities. Um, as those groups come in and they set up shop in different parts of the city, uh, they're bringing their own soccer traditions with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just this common thread throughout the rest of our region's history.
1: We're talking with Sam Moore, who's the Managing Director of Public History at the Missouri Historical Society. And we are discussing the upcoming opening of the exhibit Soccer City at the Missouri History Museum. And that opening is this Saturday, April, um, April 8th. Now, several soccer superstars have come out of St. Louis. Um, what type of paraphernalia will we be seeing um, of or from them in the exhibit.
0: We're going to have some great stuff um, and particularly from you know we talk about history stretching back to 1875. We've got some incredible history makers from the St. Louis region just in the past 20 years as well. So when we think about folks like Slew High Grad, Taylor Twellman, um, Jersey from Taylor, uh, Lori Kalepny, who's a 2008 Olympics gold medalist um, material from her and she'll actually be celebrating our opening with us on Saturday for mm. the exhibit. Um, most excitingly for me, Becky Arbrun, who's the the captain of the U.S. Women's National Team, is from St. Louis. She's a St. Louisan, um, and and we're gonna we're gonna spotlight her. We um, want to talk about contemporary history. Let's talk about St. Louis City, right, and the incredible success they've seen, and their back-to-back-to-back wins um, as they kick off their debut MLS season. Uh, the first ball from the first goal ever scored by St. Louis City. Uh, by Tim Parker will be in the exhibit. So we have that ball from the game in Austin. We have Tim Parker's first home jersey from the first game in City Park as well. So they're you know historical um, conversations from the 1950 World Cup all the way up through the first match for St. Louis City just a few weeks ago in February.
1: Mm-hmm. Now these materials, these items that you have collected, where have they come from? Um, are there, for example, folks in in this region? who have had these items as you know personal collectors and like you're borrowing them how is that all working
0: Absolutely so there are 40 different Artifacts from St. Louis's Soccer History on display in the exhibit. Um, and those were sourced um, somewhat from our collections. We have some terrific images in our collections, um, but we didn't necessarily have a lot of soccer things. And so this is an exhibit that we have built alongside the community, largely working with the people that these artifacts belong to, right? Mm-hmm. People like Lori Kolopny, um, people like the players who were on that 1950 um, uh, World Cup team where five St. Louisans were on the field when they defeated the U.K. Um, in a non- knockout win. So this really is an exhibit sourced uh, through community stories, from mm-hmm. the pros to stories of kids playing soccer in youth leagues, um, all the way up through the present.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, the exhibit is more than just these items that are on display. Um, is there one element that you can see being fun and informative for folks who aren't necessarily already Soccer fans or aficionados.
0: Sure. So we've got a we've got a couple of things. Um, you know, it, it wouldn't be a good history exhibit without a timeline, right? And so we've got a terrific timeline that traces St. Louis soccer history from 1875 up until just a couple of weeks ago. Um, And that, I think, is really informative, has been informative for me as someone relatively new to soccer history and I think will be great for St. Louisans. Um, And then at the back of the gallery, we've got a game room, right? Think sports bar. There will be soccer on the television. Um, There are uh, kind of Sega-style at soccer video games up on screen. We've got foosball tables. We've had a sabudio table back there as well. Um, and what is that? So that is a it's Japanese tabletop soccer game, uh, and that I am um, uh, not very good at it. I'm much okay. better at foosball.
1: Sure. Uh, we have someone calling in with something to get this conversation uh, going, maybe in a in a different direction. Rob, welcome to St. Louis on the air.
0: Hello, Rob uh here. Um, you were already just covering something I wanted to bring up, which was that 1950 win over the uh, English team. Um, the goalkeeper's son actually still has a business in St. Louis to this day.
1: Oh, oh that's and terrific. Yeah, what is that What is that business?
0: <laughs> hes uh, It's an interior. Uh, he does flooring and what have you, and you're going to forgive me. Uh, I'm driving, and I don't remember his name, but he did the floors in my house about two years ago. Oh, terrific. Okay grandfather. The other thing I wanted to point out was that the men's national team met uh, uh, every year in uh, St. Louis all the way up through the 1990s. Wow. Yes,
1: absolutely. this This is how you have sourced not just the material, but the information, right, in the exhibit. Rob, thank you so much. Thanks, Rob.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for what you're doing, guys. Thank you. It has been a lot of fun to hear. It's been a lot of fun to hear these stories. We've had people come in, stop up at the front desk, and say, "Hey, I know you know X soccer superstar who I grew up with," um, and we've we've been able to gather some great stories. Um, that 1950 World Cup is a heck of a story, right? We we um, the United States was not going to win the 1950 World Cup. There were no assumptions that that was going to happen. But the the knockout blow is we beat England completely unexpectedly, and five of the players on that field when we won were St. Louisans.
1: Right. And I've, they included Frank Peewee Wallace, mm-hmm. uh, Gino Pariani, mm-hmm. Charles Colombo.
0: Oh, Charlie Colombo. There's a story there. Oh, yeah.
1: okay. Frank Borghi mm-hmm. and Harry Keo
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. Am I pronouncing that I right? I think you are.
1: Okay. <laughs> Great. Well I got done. the thumbs up. So what is the story with...
0: So Charlie Colombo was a really interesting soccer player. Uh, Charlie Colombo was an aggressive player, um, and he played with boxing gloves on. And we have those gloves. Uh, we have those gloves in the exhibits. So you'll be able to come in and see those.
1: Okay, um, so were these gloves on as a warning, as a precaution?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Th- he wasn't knocking anyone out on the field, but it was part of it was part of the Charlie Colombo aesthetic. Okay. I think that that whole persona for himself, mm-hmm. um, and that is uh, you'll hear that often. We've heard that from casual visitors, and that they remember Charlie Colombo and his yeah. boxing gloves.
1: So there are a couple of events that will be around books, and we've had one of the authors here. Actually, one of the first conversations that I had as the the host of the show with Ed Wheatley. Yes. Can you tell us very briefly about those two events and why they've been put uh put together in connection with this exhibit
0: absolutely so the first one with Ed Wheatley is gonna be on Tuesday April 11th Ed Wheatley if you don't know Ed Wheatley Ed Wheatley is kind of the father of sports history in St. Louis uh, the man knows his stuff and so he's gonna share some stories uh, a book that's available in the Missouri History Museum shop St. Louis sports memories forgotten teams and moments from America's best sports town uh-huh, and we as know we know book. best soccer town as well sure <laughs> um, and then we'll also have an event coming up um, actually on my birthday. July 27th this summer, Um, St. Louis, America's First Soccer Capital. Um, Dave Lang wrote that book, and Dave has been a tremendous resource for us as we explore St. Louis's soccer history. Um, He'll also be joined by a panel of uh, veteran players at Mm -hmm. the museum um, on that Thursday night in July, and that's part of our ongoing Thursday night series at the museum um, where we're aiming to have the most interesting and exciting conversations in town.
1: And speaking of exciting, Kansas City, Missouri claims to be the current soccer capital Uh. of the US. Sam, do you think St. Louis has what it takes to take that title back? Or, I mean, is there something to take back at all?
0: I don't know that there's anything to take back at all. They're they're welcome to say it. I think we've got a pretty pretty compelling argument here. We start in 1875. We continue a through line with incredible teams all the way through up the present. And, uh, you know, with the run that St. Louis City has been on for the past couple of months, I don't think there's any argument, Elaine.
1: It's hard to compete with. (laughs) Sam Moore is managing director of Public History for the Missouri Historical Society. Thanks for kicking it with us today. My pleasure. The new Soccer City exhibit opens April 8th at the Missouri History Museum. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. I'm going, Go This episode was produced by Maya Norfleet. Our audio engineer is Aaron Doerr.
0: Our production intern is Avery Rogers.
1: This podcast was mixed
0: and edited by Aaron.
1: Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer.
0: St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here.
1: Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air?